Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. My name is Andrew Headspeeth. Over the next half an hour or so, we're talking all things Liverpool FC, following an entirely predictable goalless draw with Manchester United. A game that literally made no one on the planet happy. Not Liverpool fans, not my United fans, and definitely not neutrals. We'll get into that in a second, but first it's time to introduce my co-host. He is, as always, the wonderful, my toppest of top reds, Mr Alex Purdy. How are you, sir? Uh, deflated again for the fourth week running. Yeah, We've it never, has been a poor start. An uncharted territory that we are without a winning four. So, yeah, <sighs> I don't like it. Right, well, I would introduce uh, Emma Sanders here as well, but she's off being a real journalist. And we were supposed to have uh, LFC Day Trippers and 90 Min's own Grizz Khan, but he apparently has slept in yeah. and uh, and missed his podcast. So it's just me and Purdy today with yeah, you. So. Sorry about that. Sorry about that indeed. Uh, another thing that we are sorry about was the goalless draw from yesterday with Manchester United. Right off the bat, was this result inevitable? I mean, there were jokes, but it was going to be a boring nil-nil draw right from the off, and it pretty much was. Well, usually to me, it's the most obvious result when we play Man United. We draw one all or nil-nil. Mm. Um, but I thought we'd be more fired up this time as we're without a winning... Well, it would have been without a winning three... United just went top of the table. It's like, right, put your foot down, let's let's do it. And yet again, didn't score, didn't create much, just pretty poor all round. So yeah, inevitable is probably the right word in the end. Are we going to score in 2021? <laughs> um... What the hell is wrong with our attack? I mean, since Palace, and you would have thought, I mean, that looked like the floodgates had opened and we were going to turn into this amazing attacking unit. I think I saw a stat, I'm not entirely sure if this is correct, but since that game, when we scored seven away at Sellers Park, had 64 shots and just one goal, that part. I am sure about, uh, yeah, what is what is going on with the strike for? Salah looked off his game. Mane, again, is trying to make things happen. He's making runs. He's trying to take people on. It's just not quite coming together. And Firmino just looks completely off the boil. Yeah, look, of course we'll score again this year if we play Villa <laughs> under 18s every game. Um <laughs> 64 shots, it doesn't seem like that because, you know, our attackers just hate shooting now by the by the looks of it. They yeah, keep getting into saw... dangerous positions and just cutting it back to no one. Mm, I saw after the game that we had more shots than Man United, but it really didn't feel like it. I think there were three on target for Liverpool and they were all, you know, tame and straight at uh, yeah. De Gea. Apart from uh, the one that Thiago had, oh. uh, which Best was nice. Best chance of the game, but really, I mean, if I, I felt sorry for the people that had to put a highlights package of that game together because it was really, I mean, it was tense. And like, as a as a fan, oh, yeah. somebody with like skin in the game, you're watching it on the edge of your seat. But it was pretty pretty unpleasant watch. I mean, is it? It goes beyond our our front three though, doesn't it? Really, because it, like it's not just them. I mean, apart from uh, let's say Thiago, who we just mentioned. Fabinho and Alisson, so the Brazilians minus Firmino. I think everybody just looks looks off it at the moment, don't they? We just look tired. I mean, it's been, was it, three years just at the, the best level we've potentially ever seen in the Premier League. And we just look tired. I think it's easy to say without fans, we look worse because every team's affected by it. But I think, mm. you know, people called the likes of Sheffield uh, would affect them more. I think it affects us like immensely which is a 
probably a poor excuse, but it is a factor, and that's that's a reason as to why we're struggling this season. Yeah, uh, and then I think that I think that's entirely fair, to be honest. And people just expect this team to keep growing at the intensity that they have been playing, and it would be nice. But I guess it's there's an inevitable slump that comes with that, along with uh, you know the specific conditions of, of the last twelve months. And people like Trent Alexander Arnold, in particular, he just looks knackered. He looks unwell. And I know Klopp yeah. has talked about him struggling with COVID, and if that was pre-season or earlier in the season, but he just doesn't look on it at all. There are a couple of like really sloppy um, bits of possession from him. Uh, yesterday, did you think I saw a lot away. of hate? For, I I can agree that the previous three games he's been way off it. I thought yesterday was much better. Not 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 to his standard, but still good. Like he defended well. Uh, like no one ripped him up. He was switching the ball excellently. He got it across to Robertson a, a number of times in good. Yeah, positions. I mean, if you get it to his feet, he'll still switch it and, and do that. But I just think when he's not like standing still with the ball at his feet, I I thought he. He just looks, there's just something about him just looks off. Yeah. And I think it is a combination of tiredness, the amount of games they have played over the last few years and the fixture congestion and everything. Yeah, you can say it is the same or, or even worse for other teams, but it, is, it, doesn't, it doesn't make it any easier on Liverpool. No, and um, like the fact that Salah was probably the worst player on the pitch and then you look at it, Trent, and that's our right-hand side yeah. completely gone. And yeah. usually Henderson plays on the right of that midfield and he's amazing and he had to drop back to centre-back. He did that, well, by the way. He, yeah. Look, our defense was well, great in the end. Um, we we could have lost that game easily if it weren't for for the back five. Hey, it was you feel vindicated now? You've been talking about Henderson in the back for for weeks, so now it's finally come off. Do you, you know? agree? Emma had her head in her hands when I said he should play there in this game. It's like, well, there hey, you go. What does Who she know? know? Yeah. Uh, Who's the BBC, journalist now? So. Lamestream media. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was pleased that he started because I was worried that somebody like Reese Williams or even Nat Phillips, that would be just too much of an ask for them against Martial and Rashford and Cavani and Bruno and all these players. So I, I was pleased that he had that uh, experience and, and like craftiness, just intelligence to play that yeah, role. And he did it, it really well. It was the right choice, but yeah, we missed so much in that in that midfield. Although it's weird. Did, it's Shaq, played... Shaq played all right. Thiago was obviously stuff. good. And Wijnaldum, I thought, not his best, fairly average. I guess I if you put can... Henderson in for Wijnaldum in that game, that we could have won that. I don't know. It's tough. I think for most for most of the game, they controlled the midfield, but at, like, at no benefit, really, because there wasn't anything, there was nothing doing with it, really. It was just sideways passing and then not really finding that through ball or across to no one. And it's just it was all just very frustrating. And a lot of misplaced passes in the final third, which... Again, yeah. he's not really what you expect to see from I saw, Liverpool. I sort of 70 minutes, I was crying out for, for Ox to come on. Solely because yeah. we weren't going to break them down. And he, he's good outside the box just to ping one in the top corner. That's mm. sort of the level we're getting to now. where We're just taking pop shots. And Thiago did. And it was the best chance of the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that's what we needed. Just a little bit more invention and creativity from, from outside of the box. Um, the key talking point, and I was trying to think about things that happened. I mean, we had Thiago's shot. We had a couple of great saves near the end from, from Alisson. I mean, what a goalkeeper he is. Uh, but probably the biggest thing that people talk about, at least on, on social media after the game, was uh, the referee Paul Tierney. I was about to call him Kieran Tierney, but that's not correct. <laughs> uh, that would be interesting. Him blowing the whistle for half time, uh, just as 
Mane had been released behind Manchester United's defence. What is your what are your thoughts well, on that? Well, I saw it happen, and I thought, well, that kind of just happened. So I just sort of I saw Thiago like go, uh, and I was like, that nah, surely they've not blown five seconds before, mm. and Mane is actually onside. He must have been offside. He just must have been. Um, so I let it go, and then I looked sort of five minutes later at Twitter, and it's just blown up, and it's like, what is happening here? <laughs> is there an agenda against Klopp and Liverpool? Are we, you know... Yes! <laughs> yes, of course there is. And it's, you know, it's biased towards Man United and the rest of it. Um, I really don't know. Because it's minimum one minute, isn't it? So even even if yeah. we were just passing it around the back, you know, blowing at 45-55 is unacceptable, let alone being one-on-one in on goal. It's a weird one. I mean, you always want to see it, like, given the benefit of doubt when, when there is a ball played in behind like that or any kind of attack... Really, but I mean, to make that your key talking point of the game is just—it just shows what a dire fucking but, affair everything was. Really. What do you make of it? Like, what? Why? Why did he do that? I is there any know. rationale there? Like, unless just the the clock on the like the the broadcast is not quite synced up with the refs, and he's yeah, I don't know. But either way, like he should be he should be allowing that to that chance to play through. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think he's just made a bit of a an error there. But like. If you're clutching at that, I mean, Manny's still got a lot of work to do oh, yeah, from look, there. Yeah. It's not so. The, the point here is not that we would have won one nil from that. The point here yeah, is the referees like a... are incompetent, and that's a prime yeah, example. Exactly, exactly. It's not like when you see the like dodgy penalty decisions or something. I think we just, we, yeah, they didn't get one actually. Let it go. They didn't, they didn't get. Yeah, Bruno Fernandez didn't get was... his little. I was waiting for it, but they didn't have the chance was... because our defense was so good. Yeah, lovely. I thought when uh, Rashford ran through in the second half that that was like going to be a prime opportunity for that to happen. But <laughs> Fabinho was just absolutely brilliant at just shadowing him and then stealing the ball He's off incredible. him inside our box. Has he been um, the best defender in the league this season? Other than John uh, Quite Other than John Stones. Yeah, imagine that at the start of the season. You're Fabinho and John Stones is your <laughs> PFA Team of the Year centre-back pairing. <laughs> That'd be class. Um Jack Gallagher, who who works with us at, at 90 Minutes as well, tweeted, I think I retweeted off the Gagan Press account, that Liverpool's defence was just a world-class midfield yeah, <laughs> yesterday. Oh, yeah, got, it was, yeah. Yeah, we've got the two wingers in Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold and then Fabinho and Henderson. It's just got it's got so much balance as well. It's lovely. It's the sort of um, midfield that used to get before everything changed to like 4-3-3 and 4-2-3-1. Like that <laughs> in the 90s would have like won you the league, That's, that midfield. Yeah, but now you're drawing at home to... Man <laughs> <laughs> um, Moving forward, then, like, what what does Klopp do, or what would you do if you were in charge? Is there any any January business that you think would help? Okay, we can just put aside the fact that there's probably no money for it. Um, but yeah, what what are we thinking needs to be done here? Uh, January business. We need to buy some sort of painkillers for Jota and Virgil to get them back. <laughs> ASAP. It's magic elixir to bring them back <laughs> to life. Can, if we can do that. Because let's not forget, it was Virgil broke the scoring in the game last year from a corner. And yeah. we haven't scored from a corner in God knows how long because of he's basically been out. So, I yeah, thought you were going to say since then, and I was just trying to think whether we have. Uh, we must have done. Must have done. It feels like we haven't scored since then, in general. Yeah, but... um, yeah. in terms of actual players and not just painkillers. Um I've heard Ed Militao on loan. That'd be all right. Paying some back yeah. in the field. I mean, you have to remember that he's not really getting a look in at Real Madrid. And, 
I mean, there are reasons for that, but just as a body, as like a senior established defender, yeah. if he can come in, he's Brazilian, so playing alongside um, someone like Fabinho as well might be might be good. Yeah, for him. That we'll have a Brazilian triangle at the back with Alisson. Oh, lovely! And then uh, Thiago, well, Thiago's Spain international, but Brazilian heritage. Bobby, so, yeah. there's a spine of Brazil running through the team. That's it. We thought <laughs> it just turn the team into Brazil. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, other than, other than that, like oh, we don't need to sign an it... attacker because we've got Jota, which is just unfortunate he's out. Um, this window, anyway, that we need to look at getting Origi out because yesterday was just another example that he actually doesn't do anything anymore. He only got like two minutes to be. Fair I know, to but him. he didn't do anything again. It's not like <laughs> it's not. I'm not judging him on two minutes there. It's a build-up of minutes where he's done nothing. Yeah, I mean, he's still living off for that Champions League goal. I mean, <laughs> come on, Divock. Yeah. No, I love him um, forever, but not any, you know, not now. I love him forever, but just not now. Yeah. Just not right now. Um, hey, what about this? Bring back Harvey Elliott from Blackburn. He got another assist at the weekend. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at me. Um, <laughs> so that's 11 uh, goals and assists in 19 games so far for Blackburn Rovers. He's been lighting up the championship. Uh, still only 17 years old, but hey, that's what we need, right? Well, that is good. <laughs> Maybe Salah does need a rest and he plays right wing. Yeah. But probably not because I want him to, you know, grow in the championship and keep getting those numbers up. Um, and he, he he just wouldn't get a look in, would he really, in the Premier League. He'd get, he'd get the odd FA Cup game when we get knocked out in the next round. Yeah, and the last thing you want to do is put him into those big pressure situations, being like, hey, go on, sc- score a goal, please, <laughs> <laughs> to a 17-year-old in the kind of game like yesterday where they're just feeding off nothing. So yeah. uh, He does look like an incredible talent, though. Uh, have you seen some of the goals that he's been scoring in Blackburn? Obviously, like the, the retweets and stuff. I saw online. I saw one because the Gagan Press retweeted it, and then yeah. it sort of went dry after that. <laughs> oh, I don't follow Blackburn Rovers, unfortunately. Hey, you should, just for Harvey Elliott. Content, content okay. alone. Uh, he's still got the hair as well. He's still rocking that oh, slightly dodgy, yeah, like shitbag Jesus Barnet. But, um, <laughs> Quite like it. It makes him stand out. You know, the Jack Grealish of our team. Yeah, so next season, Harvey Elliott, Mbappe, and that oh, wow. seven-year-old, maybe, in a time. <laughs> you feeling it? The seven-year-old with a six-pack doing the skills on Instagram? Uh, probably. Probably better than now we're playing at the moment. um yeah i mean in terms of the january transfer window i don't i don't see liverpool doing anything to be honest from everything that i've read and heard um it would be nice to get Nah, i don't think so the way Klopp's talked about it because it's like the 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 official line is like if there are opportunities they'll go for something but i think it's so difficult in january but especially in in this covid affected window Someone like Militao maybe would be good just to help boost numbers and give uh, another option for an established senior centre-back. Uh, but again, you have to deal with Real Madrid, which means paying a loan fee and probably quite high wages. So unless maybe Origi goes or mm. another player, then I don't know how that how that would work exactly. Is, is Stephen Corker still available? For another I mean, loan. that is what we need to find out. <laughs> Someone of that ilk, I... if not him. <laughs> uh, no, not of that ilk. Just him, <laughs> just Stephen Corker. Um, yeah, he's in Turkey at the moment. I think he's doing all right, which is... Uh, I follow oh, him yeah. on, on, on Twitter. Occasionally Do you? Like <laughs> yeah. Why? 
Because he's a Liverpool legend, Purge. Okay, on uh, my Twitter follows list is Blackburn Rovers and Stephen Corker. Yeah, exactly. That's what we've <laughs> that's what we've established from today. Uh, before we move on, then, where are we in the title race? Uh, it's obviously so close now. Um, Liverpool are. Uh, f- oh my God, we're, we're fourth. fourth. We're fourth. Yeah, I know. Officially, we're fourth from the title race. In the title How- race. <laughs> How did that happen? When did that happen? Jesus. All right. Um, <laughs> st- still, only three, still only three points off the top, but City have a game in hand. They can go uh, outright top uh, if, let's say, when they win that. They're playing Villa they're playing on Wednesday. Villa, is it? Uh, Villa on Wednesday is what I'm looking at here in front of me. I said Fulham then. Um, yeah, I, honestly, we're, we're second in the title race. It goes City, us... And that's it. <laughs> that's it. No one else, <laughs> yeah, no one else can do it. Despite the fact there are only five points between first and sixth, it's just the two teams in it, is it? at the moment. Yeah, no, mm. it is. It, it is though, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, I think the next month is going to be pretty defining for this, really. Um, and I think because we've got City coming up relatively soon. Um, is that oh, in February, that game? I'm just going to check that now. Um, sixth hold, of... Yeah, <laughs> It's great for an audio <laughs> medium. Uh, 6th of February, we are at home to Man City. Oh and before God. that, we've got Burnley, obviously, this weekend. Tottenham away, another huge game. Uh, West Ham away, also potentially a tricky game. And home to Brighton before we are at home to City on the 6th of February. I just don't want to. I actually so don't that, want to watch it. That run of games. And then that, and then we've got Leicester away. Right <laughs> oh, no, we love so, Leicester away, actually. That's fine. Leicester away, and then Leipzig, and then and then it's the Merseyside derby. So let's see how many games that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So the next seven Premier League games, I think, are going to be make or break here. Um, and it is nice that hopefully Jota will be back for February. They're saying so at least half of those he should be able to get a run out in, or at least have some influence on. Virgil back on the pitch. I mean, did you see the video of him doing the keep ups? The best uh... keepy uppies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who cares about that Maradona one where he's kicking it really high up in the air and controlling it? I mean, that's nothing. Anyone can do that. I can yeah, do that. exactly. But Big Verge under the sunny Dubai sky, the <laughs> four keep-ups. I mean, that was the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, what are you saying? Should we, should we rush him back, get him back? No, don't rush him back, please, because he'll just get cropped. <laughs> Wheel him out, keep him in a wheelchair for the second half. No, just, you know, t- take your time, but not too much time. Yeah, and just recover at your own pace as long as you're back. But quicker than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. For me, I'm starting to I'm starting to lose a little bit of hope here. Uh, having seen that table, <laughs> and having seen that run of seven fixtures, oh, but God, um... this is not a good look for Liverpool right now. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other slightly depressing update just before we move on to the, for to the games at. Well, this week and this weekend is there was news, I think it's from the Mirror originally, that said that Jeannie Wijnaldum has made up his mind that he wants to leave and go to Barcelona this summer. How's that hit you? Birds? He will be sorely missed. And I don't think we appreciate it at the moment, just how important he is to the side. Um, we definitely, definitely need to replace with, you know, a world-class talent. Because mm. he, I think he's played every Premier League game this season, right? I think so. He might have been a sub and come on in one of them, but he's been there. I know he's played the, I think, the third most minutes 
of any outfield player. I think it's after Firmino and Andy Robertson this wow. season. And last season, yeah, he was virtually an ever-present as well. It's yeah. just such an important... Like, uh, availability alone, it puts him mm. above most of our midfield. So just buy someone that's not injury-prone in midfield, please. Yeah, I mean, because you, you look at people and you're saying like, okay, do we really need to, to sign someone else there when you've got Cater and Jones, for example? But... Caters just hasn't been reliable with injuries, and Jones, Jones is still probably not ready to young. play. Jones definitely not ready to play those minutes, and yeah, probably and not ready wonder... to play that role, you know, in the starting eleven yet. So yeah, definitely yeah. need to replace. And even if Milner's still there next season, his best years have gone. And Oxley Chamberlain again, I'm not convinced he'll be there, fitness wise, and certainly not. I don't think that's his best position in that sort of Wijnaldum connective tissue role between the, the back four and, and the attackers as well with the way he, he keeps possession and recycles it so well so that's a shame really uh, more bad, <laughs> more bad li- I can't remember when was the last time it was this negative 2016 <laughs> hey Emma hasn't even turned up Emma's yeah. just screaming into a pillow Grizz is crying himself crying to himself sleep, sleep. <laughs> I mean it's just well, at least we turned up for this today but eh? yeah. yeah was that a good idea um Let's just take a, a quick break there. We'll both go scream into a pillow and then we'll be back to talk about Burnley and the uh, next Manchester United game. Okay, so Burnley next, that is on Thursday. Uh, hey, listen to this, Purge. Burnley are the lowest scorers in the Premier League overall. Uh, they've lost three of their last four. They've scored only one goal. Is this the ideal fixture to get the goals going again? Or you, potentially another absolutely dreadful nil-nil? You know, it were, those things you just rattled off there are usually a recipe for success. In actual fact, it's a recipe for disaster here. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be nil-nil. The ideal game next is Leeds, because we'll score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just this to... is just the worst. They're just going to sit back again. Which is fine. I'm not going to, you know, you can play how you want. But for us right now, that's just the worst thing we could come up against. Yeah, because I read those those stats, but I did omit one, which is that they are not that bad defensively. In fact, they've conceded fewer than Manchester United so far this season. So while they don't score, um, they don't actually concede that many. And they are a pretty unpleasant side to play against. You know, they've, they've, obviously, it's, it's a, they're a physical side under Sean Dykes. They've got big attackers like uh, Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes, etc., etc. Um, you're, you're seeing this is going to be a, a difficult game. Yeah, because they'll, they'll be looking at us now and thinking we can be got at. Or at least they'll get something out of this game. They've got a blueprint now, haven't they? Yeah, and look, they usually when we play them, they usually don't think they can get anything out of us, as as mm. the most as did most teams. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be so tough. I, I I really don't know what we're gonna do here. And they were also famously the the team that stopped us from having a hundred percent home record last season, which was slightly annoying, yes, wasn't it? That is true. Yeah, but we were all drunk, so that's fine. <laughs> that is <laughs> Still fine. Are. Yeah, apparently we all still are. Um, yeah, apparently Firmino is. Uh, what changes would you make for this game? I mean, like, probably is it going to be the same, the same pretty much setup for this? Or was there anything else you would you would tinker uh, with? I'd change the scoreline. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. to I what? think so. Uh, probably a win for Liverpool. A few goals. Yeah, I see it. Um, in terms of line-up, 
you probably you, you probably do put Reese Williams back there and and push Henderson up. Um, Against dropping. like Wood and Barnes and all their other massive Ooh. bastards. Okay, Nat Phillips then. All right. He's just a bit, you know, stockier. Mm. Um, actually, Matip, we rested Matip, or like he just wasn't ready. So will he be ready for Thursday? I mean, potentially he would be. I I, I kind of expect him to be just um, because I think they, they wanted him to do two full training sessions before me and I had to make sure he was ready. I think he did one or he did maybe two, but he didn't seem quite sharp enough. So... In theory, he's back in training full uh, full training now, so he, he he ought to be ready. But you never know with Joel because he, yeah, yeah. there might be another. <laughs> another how, knock. Many, how many weeks in a row have we said is Matip going to be fit for this one? Yeah, it's, and he's then you've gone. Arm. Yeah, he's in full training. No, he's not trained yet. We've, we've had the same back and forth for about. I mean, a year now. He's become our Ledley King now, where you just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. just deal with it. If he's if he's there, great. If he's not there. Uh, yeah, but um, so yeah, I'm just 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 Henderson back in midfield for one of Williams, Phillips, Matip, um, yeah. and then pff, drop Salah for Shakiri. I'm just gonna say it. Interesting. Hot take. That is a hot take. Um, I would potentially be interested in seeing Curtis Jones coming to midfield for this game as well. Just because I think he's got a little bit more, I don't know, just uh, energy about him that we might need for a game like this. Uh, I know this is probably not a popular one, but I might even take Trent out for this one and put uh, Nico Williams in again, just for those energy levels and to give Trent a bit of a rest because I think he's looked knackered and potentially not fully fit as well. I don't think there's a lot you can do with the attack, especially with... Jota not available. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think putting in Origi is going to make anything any better, unfortunately. So it probably it is what it is for the rest of it. Um, yeah. I mean, what? potentially what you could do is you could put you could put Mane through the middle or Salah through the middle and then put Shakiri in one of the in one of the wide positions. Yeah. The only I said drop Salah because he just looks well bad. Basically, that's as far as my analysis can go. Um, <laughs> top analysis and, here. Well, on the I'll give you an example. Last time he was dropped and then came on, he scored two and assisted one against Crystal Palace. So, I believe that was the last time anyway. So, repeat yeah. of that is what I'm predicting. Okay, so bench Salah, make him angry, score yeah. seven goals. That's the plan. <laughs> Salah um, gets all seven. <laughs> is there like do we have half an eye on the FA Cup game or in your mind <laughs> alright well all right, great let's move on um, well I don't I, Klopp might have Klopp. a quarter of an eye on it a quarter of an eye how like, much of an uh, eye does Klopp have on the FA yeah, Cup half an iris <laughs> um, yeah I don't know how this affects that game really because historically he's not been a big fan of uh, the world's oldest cup competition, which is fine, I understand that. But because it's Manchester United, I don't know whether that makes it a little bit spicier. And because this is a home game against Burnley, whether you know this is the game where potentially a few players might get swapped out and then brought back for Man United or not. But in reality, I probably expect it to be opposite. Whereas they go quite strong against Burnley, trying it back on track in the league, and then there'll be more changes for Man United. Wouldn't you think? Hang on, they're, they're both away, right? No, Burnley's at home. Is it? And 
Yes, and okay. then uh, United is at Old Trafford on <sighs> so it's Thursday, Sunday as well, which is like a really awkward schedule. Yeah, look, we just, the Premier League is is will always be the most important competition for us, and yeah, even though it's Man United, he might throw a couple of big names in there that he wouldn't mm-hmm. normally do. But yeah, I think all guns blazing against Burnley. Are we expecting a similar affair against Manchester United then on Sunday? Or do you think it's going to open up just because of the fact that it's at Old Trafford and they're going to play a different way or we're going to play a different way? Or is it just going to be another cagey nightmare of a performance? <laughs> it, won't, it won't be cagey because neither team will, will care as much. It will be like would you a B team, B and a half team. You know, yeah, a few yeah, A minus. A minus. That's what I should have said. Yeah, yeah. A, an A minus team. Um, yeah, probably like two one to Man United or something. They'll nick it just because they can. And you not you don't care about that in any way. That doesn't sort of doesn't hit different because it's Man United. Uh, I probably will when we're actually playing it. Um, <laughs> but right now, I'm just so annoyed that we we've dropped a fourth. That like we need to beat Burnley. So, yeah. yeah, and for me, it's not even the United game yesterday because that happens more. I mean, last season was was different, but most seasons that's what happens. You know, there are cage, there's a cagey encounters, and to, to drop two points against United is is not that big a deal. But when you look at the table now, it's played eighteen, won nine, drawn seven, lost two, and to drawn seven at this point of the season is is ridiculous. It's the second and, worst, isn't it? Brighton, the only one. Uh, go down I and draw. S- yeah, Brighton have drawn eight, and then yeah. everyone else is six or five. It's or, or just fewer. like so. Last season, those seven draws are wins. Mm. Uh, we're just not getting over the line this season for some reason. And it's the manner of teams. Enough. It's the manner of teams as well that we've played. So West Brom, uh, who else? Brighton as well. I mean, the Everton game was a bit different because you know there were well, different yeah, we circumstances that. around we that. that <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just been. It's been quite yeah. poor. Look, we're not halfway through the season yet, so there's a lot to play. Um, that is the thing, isn't it? Like we're treating this like people are saying, "Oh, top at Christmas and top at New Year, etc., etc." But because everything shifted slightly, we're not even at the same. Yeah. We're not halfway point. This, of the this is the real Christmas now. So this can we be top? Of, if we if we beat <laughs> Burnley, will we be top at Christmas? Top at Chinese New Year. <laughs> That's the new one. Um, okay, so just before we end then, let's get your predictions for these two games. I said, by the way, I said a draw last weekend, so very delighted about that. That's the, did that's did the we all quiz. say that? Uh, I think Scott actually went for oh, a... Oh, no, I said 3-1. I said 3-1. Yeah, and Scott went for a Liverpool win as well, I think. I think Emma might have gone for a 0-0 draw, but she will never know now. Um, <laughs> Congrats, anyway. Yeah, um, Burnley. I think we just have to. We have to get a win here. So I'm gonna say one nil. Sadio oh, Mane. God, even that won't feel good enough. Or will no. it? I don't know. I'll go three nil. Okay. Three nil Burnley. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Chris Wood hat trick. <laughs> oh God. And then if we go to Man United, then straight on Sunday, uh, you, you said you said two one before. I yeah, think I'll stick, stick with, with that. Two one United. Uh, I'm going to go with a penalty shootout win for Liverpool. Uh, that would be yeah. lovely against United. Just because of the way, like, because there aren't replays this year, I think, which is one of the reasons that Klopp has really 
dismiss this competition before we saw he did put out a strong team against Aston Villa last round. I think there's a chance that we might have a strong team again. I mean, we saw that we can we can match United and we can create chances. So if we can get, you know, if we can get that far, I think United are actually better away from home than they are at home. So this might, you know, might actually be a decent opportunity for Liverpool. And if we can get a win there, then potentially that will kickstart the rest of the season. But as always, goals are a problem. Need more of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. If you can, please drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you, you know, download. It would be very much appreciated. Give us five stars. Why not? Or, you know, you, can, you can't give us six stars like uh, like Liverpool have got. But anyway. Oh, there you go. Hey. Something positive. Uh, Perds, where can people find you if they want to follow you for more for more great content? Oh, uh, there's some excellent content on at AlexPurdy21 on Twitter. Yeah, I am at Andy underscore Headspeeth on Twitter. And we also have the Gagan Press pod uh, to follow online as well uh, subscribe if you haven't already and you enjoyed what you heard we'll be back again probably this time next week talk through hopefully much better performances against burnley and manchester united but in reality probably quite turgid affairs but we'll take it as long as we win uh it is goodbye then from me andrew headspeeth and say goodbye mr alex purdy goodbye we'll see you next time